May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Guk Audio podcast. I'm DC Pubov Guk Audio and Guk Archives. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So uh, uh, today we'll have a little life in Bali, which uh, uh, we don't have a guest. I'm just going to tell you a few things. Nothing of great importance. Our dog, Bondi, is barking outside. Um, I don't let that stop me from recording for a podcast. Uh, if I'm working on an audio book, uh, and that's in another room, there's better insulation, but still, I sort of wait for it to stop. She doesn't go on too long. There's a bigger dog next door that whose bark is much more strong, but yeah, it doesn't happen much, and he doesn't go on forever. We have a guest dog uh, sometimes now, uh, uh, Boom Boo, uh, actual name Bumble, uh, Toy Poodle, uh, good friends. Uh, and uh, she was here for six months last year. Um, wow, our end of this year. Uh, and she's no trouble. I can, if I'm walking to the beach, I can walk her and Bondi together. She loves to just follow Bondi, and Bondi uh, tolerates her. Uh, but they get along. I think when she left, Bondi missed, Bondi missed her. Um, anyway, yeah, so we call her Boom Boom because Indonesians, uh, I mean, some, of course, Indonesians can say Bumble, but uh, the ones that we work with <laughs> say <laughs> our housekeepers, you good. I said, Bumble. And she went, Boom Boo. <laughs> so we stuck with that. And Boom Boo is spices. Uh, so she's a cute little dog. Um, she's expensive, though. So the main, she's not much trouble, but the main thing we don't like, thing that makes us nervous about having her, is people steal dogs here. Not a lot of people do it, but all you need to do is have it once. And they also poison dogs. I've mentioned this before. Yeah, a guy on the gong. Uh, gong is like an alley where we live. You know, like a it's um, gong doesn't have to be dead end, but ours is. Yeah, he had a nice beagle he bought for his kids, uh, and he was walking it down Murdasari, which is uh, a street that's just off of that larger street that's off of our gong. Uh, it's two lane streets. Anyway, his dog stopped and ate something. It was poison. Really got to be careful about that. There are guys who go around and throw poison out. And then they go around and pick up the dead dogs for dog meat, I, I guess. I mean, there are people, not Balinese, who eat dog meat here. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I don't think that's happening now as much as it has. But... Um, like the dog across the street, Brown, who's been here since we arrived five years ago, uh, almost five years ago, five years ago next, well, no, it's still July, five years ago in September 21st or something. Um, 
And uh, uh, Brown, nice little dog, uh, hmm, maybe a little bit like Bundy, sort of different. I don't know. I, I'm not good at dog types, but she was small. He was small. Anyway, about a month ago, I, I, you know, I go over there. They have a lovely, across the street, you'd never know it. They have this cheap little store in front that sells, you know, like cigarettes and pop and uh, tissue paper and a few things. Well, good Lord, you walk back into the back, there's the loveliest villa with a number of buildings and a beautiful, with several beautiful ballet, which are like little stages that are covered. Uh, and they can be for uh, ceremonies mainly, but a smaller one can be for just sitting there in the ornate work on their doors and windows and everything is very clean. I love going in there. I can just walk in. You know, they'll have different people living in there. I can just walk in with Bondi and walk around. Anyway, I said, where's Brown? I haven't seen Brown. And a woman up front, you know, she's sitting there making uh, offering baskets, little things, about six inches square. Um, she said, disappeared. Uh, that's it. Mm. Brown's the sort of dog somebody might have stolen to sell as a pet, but he wasn't a puppy. Anyway, you really got to watch out about that. We keep an eye on her. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, that stuff's rare, but it happens, and you'll meet people you know. I'm very close friends of ours, Deepak and uh, Hira, uh, uh, who are uh, Indonesian Pakistani? Uh, their parents were Pakistani, and you know, when the Muslims kicked them out, they're in Pakistani Hindus, uh, just like they were lowly Palestinians. You know, uh, Muslims just took their home from them, kicked them out, and uh, so they ended up in uh, Jakarta, which uh, a lot of uh, Pakistani Hindus did. So anyway, uh, they run a, a lovely health food store, natural food store called Satvika Boga. And um, they came to dinner here one night, and their dog had been poisoned that day at the beach. So you got to live with that. It's, it doesn't happen often, but it can happen. And it's just part of living here. Uh, you know, every once in a while, some dude throwing poison out or trying to steal dogs will get caught, you know. And here there's neighborhood justice. <laughs> oh, I would not want to be that guy. He's lucky they didn't force him to eat the poison. Uh, but they'll beat him up. My uh, engineer, you know, I've been working on music for the last year, about to wrap that up. I, I just can't spend the time on it anymore or the money, even though I figured it's about one-eleventh the cost of what it would be in the States to do. Even at that, I can't afford to do it anymore. It's great, though. Baliyuga.com. Just do that, and that goes to my bigger music site, diffusermusic.com. goes to it, and you can see the Baliyuga page. Just finishing up. Anyway, anyway. Just finishing up our fourth and fifth albums. In fact, there's nothing for musicians to do anymore. I just got to sing a few vocals, and then they'll be mixed. And the fourth album will come out in September. It'll be called Baliuk Zero. And the fifth one will be December. It'll be called I 
nutshirt, Bali Yuga something. Uh, and uh, the reason I'm not putting them together is I've been doing them with six songs because, you know, I don't do publicity and not many people hear it anyway. So six is enough, you know, for, uh, you know, people to listen to and go, well, that's enough of that. <laughs> anyway, so today the engineer, T-U-D-E, um, uh, he, uh, he was sitting in his backyard, in his front yard. He was sitting in his yard in the evening with a friend. They were drinking a beer. And some guy climbed over their wall, a cinder block wall, and there's a field on the other side. And way on the other side of the field, there was some sort of construction, and there were dudes from Java there. And I tell you, I was here in, in uh, 1992 for two months with Elon and baby Clay. And every time you'd hear about somebody being robbed, it was like road workers from Java or something. Uh, then they just kill them. The neighbors catch them and kill them. It's still done a little, but not much. Yeah, they just grab. They just they grab people away from the police, an angry mob, and just stone them to death. Uh, that's the traditional justice here. <laughs> not much due process, but now you know, as happens with uh, with uh, things getting more. Uh, modernize the police and the courts take over that stuff. But I, I have heard of it happening even since we've been here. So um, today and his, uh, his buddy are sitting there in the yard and Duke climbs over the wall. So today he just has to go up on the porch and get a knife and they grab the guy. And then today said, uh, he speaks good English, but used a phrase, not quite what we say. He said, well, then I cut him. You know, did you stab him? Did you slice him? What? Uh, well, I sort of asked that, and he said, not too bad, but so he bled. Uh, and so then they called the uh, Banjar. That's the neighborhood um, administration. They're sort of in charge of security and, you know, traffic and problems and, you know, all sorts. Anything has to do with the neighborhood. Banjar are very big here. And there's a zillion neighborhoods. They're, they go back to the old villages. So he called the Banjar and those dudes came over and he said they beat him up. And then they called the cops. And the cops came and they said, well, this, nah, we'll just take him back to his boss. Uh, you know, to eliminate all the administrative hassle. I mean, that was enough. His boss then sent him back to Java. So, uh, <laughs> but there's very low crime. You must think of the living in There's this very low crime area. Very, very low. Uh, and where we live in Sonora, it's very, very, very low. All right. Now, um, oh, I, I'll tell you about the, 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 uh, millipedes. This was an incredible year for millipedes. I mean, for half the year, there were millipedes everywhere. They're, they're short. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're short ones, like two inches. Uh, and millipedes, anyway, these, and millipedes in general, I found, are harmless. But there were just so many of them. 
And, you know, so you go outside and they're all over. And you touch them and they roll up in a little ball. Uh, and um, Sarah, uh, the, the, our friend who's a diving uh, instructor and diving expert, wrote Diving in Indonesia, I noticed that she sent a drink of message, said her house was full of centipedes. Uh, centipedes are poisonous. I think they're all poisonous. Um, and uh, although there's no lethal centipedes, I looked into that because I lived with centipedes in Japan. And boy, do I, I want to tell you, do I prefer millipedes? Oh, gosh. That was the worst thing about Japan was uh, centipedes. God. Mukade. There's a chapter in Thank You No Gay on that. So, um, uh, but they were everywhere. And and then they come in the house, and it, it's just the most common thing in the world. Because they come into the doors, you know. So you went in, I just take a dustpan and brush it into the dustpan and take, I just put it outside. I didn't even try to put it far away. They're like, they're like, um, they just keep going. And then they hit something and they go another direction. I don't know what they're doing. They're just always moving. <laughs> and uh, But um, Kim, uh, the uh, who's a musician and a nurse practitioner, sort of like a doctor, uh, one of our closest friends, uh, she said there was a year, she's been here like 40 years, she said there was a year, you know, I don't know how long ago, where there were really a lot. She said the roads, the roads were uh, getting, uh, uh, you know, wet with crushed and uh, uh, centipedes. Anyway, that sounded like uh, millipedes. Pardon me. That that uh, sounded like quite a year. Ah, uh, well. Uh, <laughs> No big news. Well, I'll tell you, really, what the big news is, is there's tourists back here. People are working again. It's totally different. I mean, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't that long ago that we'd spent like two and a half years, I think. I, yeah, I think so. Well, you know, walking down streets that were like being in a ghost town. And some places stayed them. I'll tell you one thing, construction continued. Yeah, they got to continue that because their their goal is to uh, fill in every open space in the island with a building, <laughs> so then it can be some sort of store or restaurant or something that goes out of business because there's too many of them. Boy, do I see that happening a lot. It's sort of sad, you know. God, what business sense? Um, you know. The only way to have good business sense here is to be Chinese. Uh, that's a joke, but mm, a lot of times it's true. Uh, that's true all over Asia. You know, when you when you see a lot of progress in skyscrapers and factories and everything in a country and Asia is well, like one of the Southeast Asian tigers or something, that's Chinese. Chinese. Confucianism. It's sort of like the Western thing. I don't know where we get it from. Progress, you know. Protestantism, uh, Protestant Reformation, uh, Greek, the heritage, uh, Roman. I don't know where it comes from, but, you know, progress. And uh, Confucianism has that. It's a little different because they've pulled back 
in China. So they were getting ready to discover the whole world back in uh, the 1300s. Uh, they had a giant navy, like 70,000 sailors. They had ocean-going vessels. And uh, there was an argument in the court, uh, in the imperial court, between the pro-navy and the anti-navy people. And the anti-navy people, one, they destroyed all the ships and the shipyards and, uh, you know, went back to isolation again. Uh, so, uh, you know, if, if that hadn't happened... They might have been the ones to colonize America. Uh, hmm. Uh, so, uh, anyway, there's tourists. There's not too many. I mean, it never seems too many where we live. Uh, the problem is uh, it costs more. It costs more to get here. It costs more to stay here. It, they're making it harder for backpackers, which make the place more interesting. And it really hurts the little guys here. They do a lot of things, you know, they're trying to make things more spiffy and appeal to wealthier people. There's islands that have done that. I think Palau has just tried to make it, you know, a place for like really wealthy people. But, you know, what happens then, it hurts the little guy. They do a lot of things here to hurt the little guy and help help the people with money who want to make more money. Uh, but um, uh, there are... You know, people, there's people in the hotels and there's more people in the restaurants and stuff like that. Um, so that's a big change. And and I told our gardener yesterday, look, you've got other work now. Uh, you know, we've been paying you way more than normal just to help you get through this time when you didn't have any other work. But we can't keep doing that now. And he understood. He said, okay. I said, so look, I want you to come every other week. Still pay him twice what we should, at least. Uh, but I don't know. He has to live, and it's hardly anything. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to tell you, we, that, that, that COVID, it was, we enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Just get more work done, you know, go to the beach, uh, go to the beach, and, you know, nobody there. Uh, more and more Indonesians came. That that was one of the big changes, is the local people. You know, the beach where we go is like in front of the Mercure Hotel and the Prama Hotel, uh, but there's a little space in between it where uh, local people come with their motor scooters and this and that, and there'll be a little shack where they get food and stuff. And those are the people uh, that that uh, we know. I always come in there and say hi to them and get a little something sometimes. Uh and that's sort of funk. It's, it's a little bit of funk there. It's sort of nice. And, um, you know, the government, it seems the planners always have an idea of getting rid of the funk, getting rid of, they call them the charm killers. And, uh, you make everything spiffy and modern. It'll, it'll move that direction. Uh, uh, it's hard to stop because money rules everywhere in the world. And it's money is a form of life that is, uh, bringing about the end of everything <laughs> that we know uh, if we don't do something about it. So um, anyway, that's a big change. Now, I'll just mention one other thing. I was lying in bed. No, I wasn't, I wasn't sleeping. Uh, oh, yeah, I was taking a nap upstairs. 
uh, in the guest room. And I lay there, and just as I started to go to sleep, bam, man, there was a solid bam. I knew right away that's an earthquake. That's too much for there to be a big, heavy truck, you know, hitting a bump or something outside. And it was it was followed by a smaller one. So like, big bam, pause, little bam. And that was it. And, you know, it didn't have a trail. Uh, sometimes earthquakes, and we, we get them here sometimes, maybe maybe not, not more than it would in California. It's the same. We're all in the same sort of ring. Uh, and it's very heavy in Indonesia. Indonesia has more earthquakes than <laughs> everywhere else in the world combined, and more volcanoes. And you know, there's lots and lots of active volcanoes in Indonesia. And uh, but anyway, uh, there have been some devastating earthquakes here. The last one was, I think, '73. Uh, very devastating. Uh, and um, but. I felt those, but a lot of times if you feel an earthquake, it'll sort of shake for a little bit and shake less and less and it'll go away. This wasn't like that. This was a bam, then like it had, what would you say, no tail, and then the little one. And then I thought, well, should I run out in the street? That's what happens. There's an earthquake. Everybody runs out in the street. I thought, uh, I, I want to sleep just for a few minutes. I take these naps, these short naps. So I, I, I just wanted to take a nap for a few minutes. Uh, so I did. And I woke up. Kadek, our housekeeper, was there folding laundry. And Katrink was there. And finally, Katrinka said, did you feel the earthquake? I went, oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. And Kadek said, what? You know, I told her. Uh, I asked her. And she didn't speak any English. I asked her if she... She hadn't noticed it. I said, Kadek, it was really strong. Uh, didn't feel like, no, she didn't notice it. You know, it depends with an earthquake what you're doing and sort of like how much shock absorbance, how much shock absorbance, absorbance you've got, I guess, something like that. Uh, and um, so, uh, you know what I told her? And then, then I just went online. It's so easy. You just write Bali earthquake or Indonesian earthquake. There's these sites that just have immediate reporting on, uh, uh, you know, every, you know, there's constant earthquakes going on. It'll have how many earthquakes today? Where we're, And it's actually a volcano watch site. So it has volcanoes, earthquakes, how, you know, what's happening uh, with uh, all that. But I wrote Bali earthquake and it came up. Last earthquake in Bali was only a 3.7, but it was right off the coast in Dimpasar, and Sonora's Dimpasar. It's like beach down at Dimpasar. So anyway, that's um, just what occurred to me just now. I just wanted to say hi. Um, in the, on the uh, Zen front, uh, I uh, was uh, saddened by... The loss of Nonin Chawani, the uh, uh, no, he wasn't founder. Katagiri was the founder of the Omaha, Nebraska Zen Center, but Nonin was the abbot there for many years. And he and I were together in Shoganji, this little international temple in Japan. And uh, he's, <laughs> he is like 
the major character in Thank You and Okay. Uh, I, I just did a, a check, his name. I call him Norman in it. Uh, 401 times the word Norman in Thank You and Okay. Um, and uh, oh, he's a great guy, calligrapher, uh, and very, very sharp. And uh, boy, he really stuck with that Zen stuff. And uh, uh, he will be missed. But he outlived, uh, you know, he had lung cancer like 20 years ago, and he outlived that. So uh, now that's pretty good. Um, so uh, I'm, this coming Saturday, I'm going to make the guest podcast uh, about uh, Nonin. Because uh, he and I were very close then. Um so, um, oh, and uh, I will mention that last Saturday's guest, James Ford, uh, uh, you might want to check in on that. He's, that's pretty interesting because he's a, a Zen teacher and, and a Unitarian minister. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me. Oh, I will say one other thing that I never say is that, and, um, uh, you know, to keep Cuke Archives going and uh, these podcasts going, I know this podcast isn't anything important, but, um, uh, you know, uh, we rely on donations. And I don't like to ask for them, so I, I almost never ask. And, you know, lots of people I know, lots of, they're asking all the time. They ask every time. And I know I should do that. And make it easier. But uh, I, I sort of, really, my thing is to pray, so to speak, uh, for support. Uh, and do as little asking as possible. I, You know, one thing, like, I don't like to ask people to like things on Facebook or share. I don't like to ask any of that. I just hope they do. And people say, oh, you know... Uh, I saw so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. It was really great. And I wonder, well, are you going to share it? Or are you going to thank, are you going to tell anybody else? <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Uh, just just stick it out there. and It's just something to keep me out of trouble. But if this um, plea for contributions moved you, <laughs> you can just go to cuke.com, C-U-K-E.com, and hit the donate button. They're all over. And they'll tell you what to do. PayPal or check. And um, uh, I'm, seriously, uh, we get by because of the the few contributions we get. Uh, so this has been a Cuke Audio Podcast, a life in Bali. I'm DC Poobah of Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives. Coming to you from Sleepy Sanur with Dog and Bandita, Feline Cuchita, and dear lovely Katrinka. We're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening. <laughs>